Welcome to Peeling the Onion Podcast with Cheryl Passwater and Nancy Campbell, where we have real conversations about what it takes to dive deep into the unique journey of healing. Health is not a win-lose game. Join us and our amazing guests to explore the layers of physical, mental, and spiritual health. So grab a drink, go for a walk, get cozy, and let's peel the onion. Happy New Year, Peeling the Onion listeners. We are so happy that you've joined us and you're in for a treat today because we have welcomed Sherry Berry, who is a health and life coach who specializes in supporting women in big transitions in their life and trying to unfurl the repercussions of burnout and overwhelm. And you'll learn a lot about her in this episode, but I think you'll actually really appreciate that she was a veteran military spouse, or she is a veteran military spouse who has learned important lessons on how to adapt and thrive under the most stressful of circumstances. I'm sure you can imagine. She has lovingly developed a way to pass along her knowledge onto clients through through empathetic connection and personalized guidance. She really tries to keep things simple by reminding her clients of their capability. Sherry teaches women to make choices that improve their relationship with their time and bodies and self-worth. One of the things that I really love about this conversation is Sherry is a complete expert at helping her clients get clarity for what they want, to become aware of what is stopping them, and to learn more about what they need and how to listen to their body. And in this episode, we actually, you know, get so much of her wisdom, um, so much of her reflection of, you know, how she got into this field. And Cheryl and I also talk a lot about our, our own personal levels of burnout and moments of trying to connect with ourselves and figure out what we need to do differently. So buckle up, grab a cup of tea and welcome Sherry Berry. Sherry Berry, I am so excited to have you on Peeling the Onion podcast today. Welcome. How are you? Yes. Welcome. I'm great. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I can't wait to dive into our conversation. Oh my gosh. Um, I, you know, we were chatting before we started recording and I think we're all really excited about this episode today because we're coming to our listeners talking about burnout and recovery. And, you know, I think especially, um, um, as women, uh, we, um, bear, um, bear the brunt of a lot Mm -hmm. of, um, vulnerability to, um, burnout and overwhelm. Um, and so, Tell us how you got into this work, into your, this interest around yeah. burnout. Yeah. Well, I was a military spouse for 20 years. And um, with all of that came a lot of responsibility. Um, I call it the invisible load. You've mm. heard, I've heard that term often. Um, And I think as women, we take a lot of that on. But as a military spouse for 20 years, I was always, you know, I I say I was always the chameleon, you know, whatever environment you put me in, we had 10 moves, you know, Mm -hmm. two kids, great kids, but we were traveling all over the world. And it got to the point on the last duty station that I started to realize kind of like, I am so tired. I'm so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And the thing that really came up for me was the resentment that was kind of surfacing. And I didn't know what I needed at that point, but my husband at his retirement ceremony, we had been talking about this and, you know, he was like, what do you need? And I, I was like, before the ceremony, I was like, I think I need to quit my job. I just need to have a whole summer where I do nothing but get back to enjoying life again because I don't know who this woman is who's looking back in the mirror. I have lost myself and I don't know where I'm at. I was in kind of postmenopausal stuff too. So there were just a lot of things surging. And so at his retirement ceremony, he handed me the American flag and said, gave me a kiss and said, it's your turn. And 
I realized in that moment that I had been holding my breath for so many years that I just, I even like, I noticed it completely. I felt my shoulders drop after I took that breath. And then, you know, I was doing everything I could to hold it all in and hold it together. When he was doing his taught his speech and everything, it was very emotional just kind of to see these flashes of moments of time over the last 20 years and getting that flag. It was so symbolic of, of it is your turn because then I saw some clarity and, oh my gosh, there are so many women, friends of mine who lost their spouse Mm. being in service and they got this flag in such a different circumstance that this is really a time for me to claim permission and to take that step and realize. And so really from there, I know not everyone can afford like to say, I get to quit my job and do all of that. And everybody's story is different is what do you need in that moment? And in that moment, I knew I needed to like hit the pause button or at least slow down enough to see what was actually going on. And that was a gift in itself to feel that pressure release and realize like there's something more to this. And this actually is giving me a signal or a sign that I need to listen to my body. Something's going on. And so that was a journey that got started that I knew nothing about health and wellness coaching. And I was a respiratory therapist for a number of years and I had a lot of, um, I took on a bunch of different jobs being a military spouse because military spouse employment was not always something that was easy to find. As a veteran spouse, I realized that now afterwards, the military spouse unemployment rate is upwards of 22% in our nation. That's set, you know, three times uh, or excuse me, seven times the national average, most more than often. And I realized I had a lot of my identity wrapped up into being a military spouse and it all changed in that hour. And Mm. so it wasn't just my health. It was kind of looking at what was my purpose. Mm -hmm. And so really that reset was a chance to go I am ready for some clarity here. And the first stop was really slowing down to start tuning in. And then I I took a couple of months to breathe. My husband went into his new job. My kids were back in school and I am not one to sit still. And I started scouring like job ads. What do I want to do? Here I am 10 times, 10 times I moved, 10 times I recreated myself And it was like, okay, what do I get to do now? And this time it was different. It was like, what do I really want to do? And so that's how I saw a job ad was like, must become a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. I'm like, what is this? I don't know what this is. And so that led me kind of down a, a path that in my own journey of figuring out what I needed, I was able to learn that through health and wellness coaching. And I just, once I got into it, I was like, this is such a huge answer to what I was struggling with. It's a holistic approach of looking at all all the areas of your life. And so that's how I really birthed my own journey and knowing that I want to help women really understand that too. There's nothing wrong with you. It's being able to take a pause and see that. Mm. Yeah, it's, your story is so powerful, Sherry. And I think, you know, we we are, like Cheryl and I are, are also in that boat of trying to seek the medicine that we needed um, as well as wanting to help others understand what we're learning in the process because it's obviously is such a gap. I want to hear more. You had mentioned a little bit in your story just about, you know, you're starting to unfold and unfurl all the things that were going out, coming out of your your mind as you were seeing this new opportunity, but also what were you feeling? Because when we talk, we you mm-hmm. sort of specialize in burnout. And I think what's important right now is like, let's define burnout. Before mm-hmm. we go any further, I want to hear what were you, can you describe 
physical, yeah. mental, spiritual yeah. elements of your burnout? Yeah. Yeah. I got to the point where I was like, I don't know. I mentioned looking in the mirror and going, who is this woman? Right. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I, I really felt that depletion. I was not sleeping well. I had mm. insomnia from my mind. You know, I would lay down at night and all I would think about was the to-do list. And my right. mind was racing to, okay. And I never allowed myself to like really slow down enough to go, Hey, I get a break. Plus I had this like it was really a belief that I, you know, it took me a year, a couple of years to realize like through health and wellness coaching and through my deeper work was I had so many beliefs that I couldn't rest. I wasn't allowed to take time. And that comes back, I think, from a lot of uh, the way I, we grow up, you know, the experiences we have, we may have had been around other people in our lives who never sit still. And so we look at those as kind of like, ah, maybe that's why kind of thing. But I realized in all of this, like I wasn't fueling myself with the right foods. First of all, I wasn't allowing Mm -hmm. myself to take breaks and really take care of myself. And you know, my, my relationships were struggling. You know, I realized I wasn't being the person that I really wanted to be because I felt so short in a response. I was not present in my life with, you know, my kids would, I I remember my kids going, mom, you asked me that question already. Like I would say, do you have any homework tonight? And then be so busy running around. And I go, five, 10 minutes later, do you have any homework tonight? They're like, mom, I answered that question. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. You know, there were things like that. And then I had all the hormonal stuff going on. It was like, what is going on? And, you know, being able to sit with my provider, my medical provider, it just wasn't the way the answers that I wanted. I knew there was had to be something other than just to, here's a pill, take this, you'll get better. I'm like, what can I do about this in my lifestyle? Like, I know there's more answers here. So there were a lot of things I was sacrificing just not only my self-care, but, you know, I just felt like my body was sending me signals and I wasn't listening. And so Mm -hmm. they became more obvious as I slowed down and started making those connections of, ooh, I wonder if this has anything to do with that. Uh, I wonder if the food I'm eating, the caffeine in the afternoon, late afternoon, has anything to do why I can't settle down (laughs) at night, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. So a lot of things were, I was revving up with caffeine in the morning and during deployments, especially I was, you know, it was wine, it was vodka Mm. to sleep. And I realized I was like slowly, this lifestyle was slowly killing me from the inside out and I needed to stop. Yeah. I can't imagine what your cortisol was like. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I think, you know, what you're sort of, you know, what I really appreciate about this conversation is that just that level of overwhelm and like we all go, can go through phases of it at different, you know, places and, and time. I just finished functional medicine school um, this summer and thank you. And I was hella overwhelmed for, a really long period of time. And I think even the aftermath of how overwhelmed I was is still carrying over to now a little bit where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we're putting the brakes on a little bit. Like we we need to recenter, refocus. And I think it's really hard for people to do that. You know, I see this a lot, even in my own practice, that conversation of like, you don't have to do it all, you know, like it's okay to turn off your phone. It's okay to say no to an event. It's okay to just say, I'm going to go in this room and I'm going to close the door for the next hour. And doesn't mm-hmm. even matter what I'm doing in here, you know, mm-hmm. just like, and also I think just the anchoring of things like being in mother nature, going for a walk, 
hugging trees, you know, like just simple things, things that are re reconnecting our bodies, both to, you know, earth, um, you know, and ourselves, but also, um, again, just that space to intuitively like reconnecting and being able to say halt and like walk away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing too, is that that idea that like, I don't owe anybody any explanation and just trying to rewire that thought process because, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, we, we, we have to feel like because you get so straddled with obligations from your, your spouse, to your children, to your job, to your church, to your community, to your mother, to your siblings, whatever. I mean, the list goes on. We all have our obligations. And I think, you know, there's a moment there where it's like, I have to explain away. And I feel this a lot. I have to explain away taking some time for myself I have to rationalize it with people other than myself. And I then have to explain, you know, or give the blow by blow about how amazing it was because I need, it's it's, it's sort of like telling my boss feedback for going to take that little vacation I took. Thank you so much for giving me permission to go take time off. And so I'm just like, yeah, this is when you, Cheryl, when you were talking about just like going going and hiding in a room behind closed door for an hour, it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't need to explain yeah. Anything. I owe no one anything. <laughs> I yeah. love this because it points out the like the guilt, the yes. like I need to give my, you know, it was, you know, I the whole thing in all of this, the the thing that I really took away from my learning process and all of this too, when it came to like giving myself permission, was I didn't need my husband to give myself permission, give me permission to say, take your turn. I had to give myself permission to take my turn. Mm -hmm. And that was a big learning thing for me was like, what do I need to do to give myself permission to take the turn? And looking at the way we're thinking about this sometimes is what it is. And I love what you're saying there, Nancy, is like that permission, like you have to explain yourself away is, What do you get to do if there's no apologies, like no guilt involved in it and realizing that that is what slows us down? It's those thoughts that come in of saying, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. And then shifting that mindset of being like, where can I accept help? Where can I delegate? This comes back a lot to like, I I like to say changing your relationship with time in in a sense too, because we all get the same amount of time. We get to decide what value we're going to exchange for that time. And sometimes it comes back to resetting some boundaries of what gets to be mine. Like what is the first thing that I get to take care of? What is the thing that I get to let go from this? And most importantly, what is it that I get to release that's not mine at all? Like, it's just not even mine to carry because I call it the brain dump. You know, when we dump everything out of just really looking to see on a piece of paper, like writing all those things that are hanging on in your head. Like, I've got to make travel plans for the holidays coming up. I got to book the maintenance for the car. I got to do the bills. I got to, you know, all those things that we don't give ourselves credit for as women is like dumping all that out on a piece of paper to see what is the things that you may not be giving yourself credit for. And not that this is another thing that comes up too, is that worthiness piece. We as women, a lot of times, I think, really see it as what we do, quote unquote, the activities we do, the the tasks that we do is where we get our value. Mm -hmm. And that story needs to be rewritten, is knowing that we get to show up to be the person we want to be. And when we go with those intentions of this is who I want to be, well, what does she do? And shifting that mindset of being like, well, she gets to accept help. She gets to yeah. hire 
somebody to do that particular wrapping or gifts this year, whatever it is, or she gets to have a powerful conversation with her partner or spouse to say, I'm carrying a really big load and I'm not here to say this, you know, make this an argument, but I just need to let you know how I'm feeling and I need some help. Yeah. Yeah. That's a powerful conversation to have. And I think as women, and, and the women that I work with, that's the piece that they feel like they can't take their permission slip to say, it's okay to ask permission, not necessarily you don't have to ask permission, but take the permission slip that you're trying to write for yourself that maybe you're not taking it up on. Yeah. A slippery slope in, in that conversation is making it really clear to yourself what your contribution is mm-hmm. to your own overwhelm. Mm-hmm. What is societal's contribution to your overwhelm? Mm-hmm. And then what are the boundaries within the relationships that we have that are contributing to the overwhelm? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, we are all in relationships. All three of us have spouses. Like what patterns and routines have we just adopted and just assumed mm-hmm. and it's like a well-oiled machine or well-grooved um groove <laughs> just to, yeah for lack of a better word but I think the idea that we're in there's habits that we kind of get all get stuck in mm-hmm. and I find this too in, in my in my relationship I there's just finally I've like hit a wall and the thing that I'm supposed to I always do I don't want to do I don't have time to do and when I'm confronted that I haven't done it or I need to just step up and like, and take more responsibility. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you see what I have going on? And then I realized, oh, no, no, he just always assumed I was going to take care of it. And yeah. in his perspective of it, because entirely, not not entirely a fault of his own is like, well, you've always done this. I'm just confused <laughs> right now. What is, you know, and so... Anyway, it's tricky. It's just tricky. It's tricky because that there it, there requires us like an element of self reflection before mm-hmm. we can have a real heart to heart with with the people and yeah and the institutions around us that have yeah yeah. And I think that you bring up a great point is like how do we have that conversation? How can we have that where it's a powerful one for both yeah. everybody involved rather than that one that becomes a very, it doesn't go in the direction that you want it. Like you want it to really be something where you've reestablished some boundaries or whether it's reestablishing like what is acceptable. Like you said, mentioned, you know, this is a thing. It's like, everything's good for everybody else. It's going along. (laughs) Hey, nobody's having any problems. And and the resentment, I think this is where the burnout happens is when we keep topping it on, like we just keep adding the layers onto it. And then we get, I I call it like, it's the teapot. You Mm -hmm. keep, keep, adding and adding and adding and turning up that fire. And all of a sudden you're like, I've had enough. That's when the blow happens, right? Or the whistle where it's like, ooh, we've hit that point. I love Brene Brown. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of your yes. listeners and you all love Brene and um, her book, Atlas of the Heart was a great one. We actually, my husband and I read it out loud together. You did it together. It's all about emotions. And one of them that came up, and this is really something that I pulled out of it too, was resentment. Mm -hmm. And noticing that when you're feeling resentful, that that is really a signal that you're not doing something for yourself that you see others doing for themselves. Mm -hmm. So giving yourself of a permission of like, where is the resentment showing up for you? And a lot of times resentment shows up when we aren't taking care of ourselves. And I always go back to in that moment of asking myself when resentment shows up or I start feeling those is like, where, what do I need? Like, what am I not doing for myself? Yeah. Am I 
like my morning routine is off or I didn't get to spend time and going for my walk, like being outside in the fresh air clearing, or I'm just not, you know, able to ask for help. All of those things, you know, I think are are to that point of resentment gives us that sick. It's the warning light. But it it is also like jealousy or envy, you know, Mm -hmm. that's also a trigger. It doesn't have to be that you're like angry or resentful at somebody, but just to be acknowledging the like, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that vacation. I want that deck on the back of my house. I want that amazing hairstyle or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. But just checking, checking in, right? I want permission to be able to do these things, but I don't seem to be able to find permission. Mm. But but that person does. So, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about like looking and working with someone or seeing who you surround yourself with to say, gosh, they give themselves permission. How can I do that? Is this takes a supportive environment. If you have no one in your corner, you know, I, yeah. I will hear this a lot from women. I feel like I have no one in my corner cheering me on. And I always say too, like, who's checking on the strong women? Mm. Like, yeah, the strong women are carrying a lot. And sometimes it's the hardest thing to ask for help. Yeah. And be able to to accept it. It's a real lesson in communication, Mm -hmm. like with ourselves and with others. You know, I think, I think that's one of the hardest things, like we're supposed to ask for help, you know, like there's all these things that are amazing solutions, right? But like I've, you know, something I I've learned over time too is I was like, man, if you didn't learn to communicate those things, maybe your past, your childhood, other experiences have uh, sort of dictated how you have learned to communicate with the world, right? It is like a real evolution of how we mm-hmm. get to that place, and you know, really like reevaluating like, man, how do I communicate with myself? What is my self-talk like? What is my body talk like? What is, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, uh, it's so deep and it's, you know, we see, I think a lot of, um, wounds, um, along, you know, the way. And, you know, some people don't even know, like, they're like, they feel wounded, but they don't even know how to tell you, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. I do feel resentful. This is resentment. Oh, wow. This is a wound. This is painful. You know, it's like we have to peel all those layers to, Mm -hmm. you know, get them to a place of like that self-reflection. Yeah, Cheryl, I love that because I think there's so much in being seen and being heard, right? We all have a story and we all want to feel, in a sense, validated for something that we feel maybe hasn't been. And when you can do that, like you said, there's a lot of healing that can go that we don't even realize, like these are triggers that are happening in our daily life. Like, oh my gosh, why do I do that? Why do I feel that way? And I think, you know, in my own circumstances, it's like, I didn't slow down enough because I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to know that. And I had, you know, it was the validation of like continuing to go on. And that's, this is where that whole, especially in a culture like the military, or when you have a spouse who is maybe in a situation or in the, in a job that's like, they do so much where maybe it's a life and death situation is you feel like you, you come second and being able to, really acknowledge that and say, that's not true and go there of saying, you know, there's a lot of things where we just keep plugging through our day and say, I'll deal with it later. I'll, I'll, I'll go start that diet or that eating better. Uh, you know, when my kids go back to school, I'll start that self-care routine after, you know, my husband gets that new job, whatever it is. And we do the, all these what ifs and the what ifs, it never happens. And then we get even more resentful with that. So acknowledging some of those things too is really a, a, a good start. Of, that's where clarity comes in too. Absolutely. Well, it's hard to sit in our own shit. 
<laughs> it's messy. Oh my gosh. It's so messy. hundred percent. It's gross. It's, you know, yeah. uncomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, uh-huh. and you know, but I think one thing that, that I think we can all probably attest to, um, from experience and life is when we let things continue to build up, it's even harder to go through. Yeah go through the dookie run, you know, right. <laughs> like yeah. um, to deal with all that stuff. And, you know, it's, I think it's really interesting because again, we have, you know, we all have these different life experiences and it's like, also how often do we see, um, you know, clients or we see friends or people who are near and dear to us who um, their, their journeys have been very different. You know, not everybody had a great childhood, mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, you know, this reality too of, you know, that sometimes you don't even realize the level of the crap you have to deal with, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it was done to you at a developmental age where you maybe didn't know, mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't know that something, you know what I mean? It's like, it's such an anthropological journey, I think for all of us, um, you know, and I know, especially in my practice, um, you know, I work with a lot of people dealing with chronic illness. So mold toxicity and Lyme and parasites and, you know, the people who just kind of can never quite get well. And I'm, you know, and I'm always telling my clients, I'm like, look, we, we have to address the the other side of it, which is trauma. It's self-talk. It's things that have been done to us things that maybe happened, but we didn't actually play a part in them. Um, you know, all these various things. I was like, we have to work through it because I was like, if you don't work through those things, guess what's mm-hmm. going to happen? That chronic stuff, it's just going to keep coming back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's just- so much in healing when we say, you know, healing the body is healing the mind, the soul, the spirit, everything, right? It's like, mm-hmm. there's so much and not. What I really appreciate out of coaching, um, where, you know, there is a time where definitely mental health and a therapist need to, to help the, the, you need to get set up with the right support in that of, of resolving some of that trauma. And then with coaching, what I love is saying, yes, we are acknowledging that did happen. And what are the strengths what are the things that you are carrying from that? Not with you, but it has made you the strong person that you are, that now you can move forward and let's create the goal of what it is that you want and to be, to acknowledge it and validate that. And at the same time, be able to move forward and not continue to stay in that circle of feeling stuck of this is just where I'm at and I have no other way out of it. That's not true. It does. It's, I love this conversation. It's so rich. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that what you're saying is like, let's actually get out of the trauma, the not trauma loop, but the, um, the shame loop. Let's get out of the, the carrying the burden of these things that have happened to us and like you're saying, Sherry, to make it a positive, to mm-hmm. figure out what it's actually given you as a gift. Mm-hmm. I had a professor in in nutrition school who was like, I'm actually really grateful for my asthma. It's tricky. It's It sneaks up on me sometimes and I have to constantly monitor it and manage it. But what it reminds me of is just how important my my breath is and how valuable and I am on this planet right now because I'm breathing and I'm doing things with with my time and my life on this planet to help others that fill me up and he's you know it was just this wonderful reflection of like yeah I'm sick I've got stuff going on but there's a there's a gift there's a silver lining as Mm -hmm. you might say and I wondered how you know we talk a lot about you know getting acknowledging burnout and seeing where we're at and you know it just having that that reckoning <laughs> with mm-hmm. all the stuff that we've been going we've been either bringing on to ourselves or that that's been brought on to us and the and the loads that we're carrying i'm curious sherry how, in working with people how you're helping them crawl out of it like what are the mm-hmm. tools that you're handing them or encouraging them to use and yeah. you mentioned routines a lot i'm just curious mm-hmm. like 
what what does that look like? Do you have any good you know, yeah. ways to explain it? Yeah, I think, you know, for me and for my clients, we really start talking about a vision, first of all, of what do you want for yourself or what do you want to be different? And what is it about all of that? Where do you feel like you're where the roadblock is? Where are you stopped? Like, where are you stuck? What's slowing you down? And we have those conversations. Many times what I find too is, especially with women, we feel like we can't take a step forward unless we can give it a hundred percent. And I call this the all or nothing trap. It's like, I can't begin to eat good foods because, you know, uh, Again, it's like the holidays are coming up. Oh, I can't start <laughs> eating good right now, you know. Right. <laughs> and I know this will air later, but you know, maybe that'll be really prevalent for everybody in their minds. Or I can't start that quote unquote exercise program because I can't get to the gym, you know, five days a week. What I love to do is just have a conversation about like I call it snack size approach, excuse me, and it's snack size approach in like, what are the small ways instead of looking at this as like, I got to go to the gym and do, you know, four hard, five hard workouts. It's like, what would you love to be doing? You know, I had a client ask me one time and they were like, what's the best, best type of exercise or movement that I can do? And I said, the one you'll do, right? (laughs) It is that. So let's find yeah. what it is that you love. And this has been so powerful. I just had a client yesterday. She, she, we always do check-ins on, on a Voxer app to kind of in between accountability between their coaching sessions. And she didn't really see like, how can I, she was struggling with, how can I get my steps in a day? Like mm. I'm a teacher. I sit in my classroom. I do desk stuff. And I loved, we started using this like snack size approach is looking for opportunities where you can get steps in. I'll use Mm -hmm. that example. Mm -hmm. And she said, I had recess duty three days this week. And instead of standing still and watching the kids, I moved around and I did laps. And I was like, yes, that's it. It's taking approaches where we look at how can we break this down to say what would make it easy? What would make it fun? So it's not just like the movement piece. It's the food piece too, is what foods are giving you energy and what foods are taking it away. What I find a lot of times is we don't, we're not consistent as women to for our eating habits, or we're not making a plan of like, what is my plan for food this week? And when we can go back, when I work with clients, we start talking about what's a plan for your meals this week. Everybody gets, I think, I think the word meal planning triggers some people of like, they think it is, it's like a lot of work. And what I love working with clients is seeing like how we can shift that perspective to see the time that they get back, the money that they save and the benefits. So it's, really looking at what is the benefit then of being able to do this for yourself, whether it's movement, meal planning, sleep is another one. And, and then starting to listen to your body is like, what are the feet? What's the feedback your body's giving? We talk about uh, rest, you know, rest is different than sleep. And what is rest for you may be different for everybody. It's like making that quote unquote, nourishment list is like a menu of items that you love, activities you love to do to rest. Maybe it is taking 10 minutes to sit and enjoy your cup of tea in the morning and just watch the Christmas lights twinkle Um, on the, you know, we, our phones get us, I think it's so great to have all this connectivity, you know, we're so connected, but at the same time, we need to disconnect from all of the things that are weighing us down and being able to give us space. So, and that looks different too, is those snack size rest breaks. What does that look like? You know, working at home, it's like, okay, I get to go for a a lap around the neighborhood on my next break, getting out, getting some fresh air. So taking that approach of like, rather than the all or nothing is small steps. What are the small steps? 
So it's not only, you know, it's finding what, getting clarity for what it is that you want. And then the awareness to slowing it down, what slows you down, Mm -hmm. listening to your body for feedback and saying, Ooh, this is really good. I really like it when you, you know, sprinkle rest Mm -hmm. through your day. I sleep better at night when I do that. That's what clients are saying now. And then the mindset piece is really working on where, what is the breaking that all or nothing approach, looking at how can you just take one small step? What would feel good to you versus the have to and how to release any of that guilt and shame to empower yourself? Yeah, we we were just talking about on on an episode that will come out before this about breaking the whole cycle of setting year-long intention goals or resolutions as some people call them um but to break it into chunks you know to think mm-hmm. about like the, the, the philosophy of like the 12-week year mm-hmm. so what you're saying it's like the, the those like micro moments throughout the day to then also maybe setting a three-month goal instead of a year you know in 2024, yeah. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And in reality, mm-hmm. let's just chunk this out. And I love the chunking approach and like little yeah. micro goals. I also just like trying it on for size. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that whole idea, like, is this what I hear kind of what you're saying kind of through, um, throughout your day? Let's try that on for size. Let's try going for a walk. Let's try doing laps during your recess break. Let's try just switching it up. Let's try Mm -hmm. having an apple for a snack at four o'clock instead of a cup of coffee. Like, what does that, what does that do? Um, And how do you feel differently? Um, And I feel like sometimes when we're in burnout, we're and I can, this is, I'm going to raise my hand and speak from experience <laughs> that, you know, I feel like I'm in, I'm so in like survival mode mm-hmm. um, constantly that what I can't in my mind, because I'm in survival mode, I can't afford mm-hmm. to make any other decisions. I can't afford to, to like swing left when I normally go right because I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. What if it's wrong? Mm-hmm. What if it fails? What if mm-hmm. I just need, I just like, basically like, I just need the drugs. Like just put them right in my arm. I don't need to like <laughs> play around with this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a like, you know, I'm an overachieving, you know, busy mm-hmm. junkie and mm-hmm. I need to just keep this thing, this train going. I know how to operate it. Um, but at the end of the day, like you're saying, you can't just switch off and go and go to bed. And those are like really big signals. Um, yeah. Our bodies are stimulated. And um, so it really is like, and I want to hear you saying, Sherry, it's like, well, what do you really want? Like, yeah. You yeah. really want to keep going that fast? Or do you just yeah. want to go, to go to sleep at night and wake up feeling rested? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are really serious questions to ask because I feel like, you know, yeah. Our productivity is sort of like there's like a um there's this like value of productivity mm-hmm. that we, you know, even if, you know, regardless if we have kids or we don't have kids or we're a military spouse or, or we're not a military spouse, it doesn't matter. We're you know, we're programmed from a very young age, teenagers these days of like You've got to be prepared for like to get into college. And then once you get to yes. college, you have to perform. And then when you get out of college, then you're going to have that job and you're going to have to perform and you better buck up buttercup because this is how the world is. Yeah. And I feel anyway. tired of hearing you say that. I know. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh my gosh. I, have a, my, you know, I think it's really interesting. I had a really fun conversation. Like, so I've been doing, um, I've been doing a parasite protocol the last few weeks and, um, and it was funny because, you know, it's all very timed as parasite protocols are. And, mm. um, you know, and I'm also working on healing my own adrenals and my own burnouts and and so forth. And so it was funny because my wife and I try to, we attempt to go to the gym in the mornings. Um, you know, there's some timing issues, like whatever. And because of the timing of like, my protocol and all these various things. I just finally had to be like, I don't think I can go to the gym first thing in the morning. Mm. I'm somebody where I was like, we know like when I don't eat, I become hangry. 
Mm -hmm. and blood sugar for the whole day. Mm -hmm. I just need to get up, take my thyroid support, wait my hour, take my parasite medicine, you know, uh, herbs, Mm -hmm. you know, wait my 30 minutes. And then I was like, I just kind of need to sit down like, eat. I'm hungry by then. I need to not be racing to the gym. And frankly, like we get up, I mean, I get up decently early, but I was like, I also work some evenings and I teach a couple nights. And so knowing that I was like, I can't get up any earlier because I'm not going to get my eight to nine hours of sleep that I know I need and want um, Mm -hmm. consistently. And because I am a little bit more routine, it's kind of funny, but I had to like, just be like me pushing myself to go to the gym at eight, nine in the morning. I was like, it's not happening right now. <laughs> yeah. I love what you're saying because this is, I think when we don't, we come at this, let's come at this with curiosity. And ex, like you said, experimentation, trying things on, finding rather than judgment is like, that's what comes in with the, you know, you should be going to the gym in the morning and kind of thing. It's like, no, that needs to just go away is how does this get to work for you? And I love what you're saying here, Cheryl, because you're bringing out that, like what you're finding is the combination. And I think if we start stepping back and the whole system of like looking, especially with health and stuff is looking at health and wellness from a holistic standpoint of what are the things that would be good for you to put in place to help support that and looking at it from curiosity rather than judgment and being able to do that is so, so key. I have, we have a daughter that's a senior in college right now, and we're having a lot of conversations. She's a psychology major and a public health major. So it's been rich conversations. I never thought I would hear my daughter say, I'm so glad I meal prepped on Sunday so that (laughs) I am nourished this week for these exams. Like these are the things that get to ripple out into our families when we start doing these things, because now she's realizing what do I need to do for myself to set myself up for success. I know I had too much on my schedule. She said this last week, I had to cancel something. It's like knowing that we are all humans and we can only do so much. And when we reach that tipping point of like adding more and more on, that's not the answer. The answer is how do you with curiosity, love, compassion for yourself is being able to say, it's okay to slow down and just address with what you need because what's likely to happen if you continue to go this way? Like you yeah. mentioned, you know, it's like the adrenal burnout, everything. We're going to have a lot more stuff that comes up and a lot more issues. Relationships get saved when yeah. you slow down. That's the one, the byproduct of all of this that I find is women coming on to say, oh my gosh, I talk with my kids a lot differently now that I'm taking care of myself. We're having conversations and I'm actually listening with my spouse rather than say using the word should and need. I'm saying, mm-hmm. what do we get to do? Yeah. It's, it's those kind of things. So I have been so reflecting. Good. Yeah. I, I would say I have been reflecting on that a lot lately in terms of, you know, how do I grow my business? Which way do I grow my business? Should I, I I should be growing my business. I really should be scaling up more. And then having this realization that I have a seven-year-old in second grade and she's my only kid. And I, this is kind of, there'll be a moment soon enough, sooner than I want where she's going to be like, yeah, see you, mom. I got to go. Yeah. Bye, mom. I got to go. I have plans. Yep. Bye, mom. Yeah. Whenever, whatever. And for now she's like, mommy. And I get all the hugs and I get the hand holding to school and I get to cuddle and I get all these like amazing moments. And I'm like, oh, that is not going to be here for very long. And I even just get emotional thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so I've had friends of mine who've obviously already gone down that path of saying, you know, think about this in seasons. This is the season right now where you're going to want all the cuddles and she needs you at home to like decompress with at night. 
and she doesn't need you at work, like expanding your business. That's not what she needs. And so like you're saying, you know, with saving, you know, really nourishing relationships and, you know, my spouse also needs me at home to to be supportive of her as well and him. And so mm-hmm. anyway, I it's taking me a minute to figure that out. Um, you know, some trial and error. And just but like being okay, you know, with like not making some of the marks or the growth that I had anticipated um, and really being careful and listening to myself when I say should. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I want to, I want to be saying, I want to do that, or that's the right next step. Um, you know, my business has grown pretty organically. So I just need to also trust. I think there's a, a moment when I can acknowledge personally that I'm sitting in a moment of scarcity and like it, you know, I don't have enough. There's there's not going to be enough. If, if I don't do this now, it, it'll never come my way. If I haven't like set up my website, you know, appropriately, and then like the punch list goes on. Mm-hmm. So I can really appreciate framing it in a matter of not now, but yeah. later you'll have yeah. your chance. There, yeah, there's and, enough time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love using the word yet. Yes. It's not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And um, that's coming, but not yet. Yeah. Okay. And You'll be okay. better. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. And that's a lot of like, we start shifting our like, who do we get to be instead of claiming all this value of what we're doing is mm-hmm. like, when we get to be that person, like future visioning, I love visualization. And a lot of things we do in my coaching programs is look to who is the view version of yourself that you get to be like your future version of yourself mm-hmm. and actually stepping into that to see how is she as a mom? How is yeah. she as a spouse? How is she as a, a, you know, a person showing up for a friend? How is she in her co-working space, you know, in her job? And the most importantly, how is she showing up for herself first? Because when we show up for herself first, that's the fuel that just, it just happens then organic, like much like your business, it happens organically because yeah. people start to notice you start to be that person in the room where someone does say, what is she doing? <laughs> that I'm not doing like, like mm-hmm. we said at the beginning of the, of the, uh, episode here is talking about that. So mm-hmm. such rich, rich conversation and all of this and yeah. taking permission for yourself to say, I get to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's being realistic with ourselves about how much we can handle, what we can do, how we are looking at ourselves, how we're taking care of ourselves. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I recently started some, um, just very mild business coaching, you know, and just sitting down and taking the time to like really get my thoughts together, really set like, no, these are my goals. These are the priorities of things to make my business run smoother. These are my priorities for being a great practitioner, you know, and just having it like written out and making time and space to do it before the holiday rush, you know, I was having this great conversation with somebody recently and about like, I was like, I don't do intentions. Like, you know, I don't do resolutions. I'll do intentions, but not resolutions. And I was like, I can't do resolutions at the beginning of January. I was like, that's not a reflection time for me. That's beginning of the year. Everybody wants to get healthy time of year, yeah. you know? And I was like, but you know, March, I usually make some time to like, again, like every quarter to like sit mm-hmm. down and make sure like, am I taking some time to reflect? Am I taking some time to check in on my business? Am I taking some time to check in with myself? Am I making sure I'm taking time to check in with my spouse? Right? Just Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, and if you build it in, just like, you know, if you have a money financial meeting, you know, or you have however, you know, we all run our lives and it's hard. It's hard to book all the things, but it gets easier with uh, practice and just, again, intention, you know, which... mm. So good. I love the reflection time because I think that was something, you know, to the, and really 
kind of thinking about this point of like, we don't give ourselves credit for the things that we are doing and the things we're being and being able to take that reflection time is very, um, it's just, it's, it's so nourishing to do that because you see the things that I am actually, you know, doing walking or I am eating good, whole nourishing foods. I did do like, you're giving your credit to what you are doing rather than you're not. Yeah. Because that a lot of times comes into a lot of conversations of what we're not doing. We go to, we have that negative bias, right? Right. Mm -hmm. That's just naturally to do that. Mm -hmm. And so we get to shift that perspective. And I love that you mentioned that because that is one of the most important things is reflecting that what you get to do. And that's something or what you're proud of yourself. That's something I think is important, not only quarterly, but weekly. And that's a practice I've adopted it with myself and with my clients is Friday's all about celebrating. Tell me this week, we set it our intentions on Monday and our declarations. Who are you being? What do you, what are you declaring by Friday? You're going to be celebrating. And what are three action steps you're taking this week to put those into place? And to be able to celebrate doing a check-in midweek and then Friday is all about celebrating because awesome. of just what you're saying is that reflection time. Yeah. No, yeah. without it, I don't think you really get a chance to, like you're saying, give yourself credit um, and to take a little bit of ownership for all the things that you've done. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think if we're going to create some resolutions or create some intentions, I mean, I'll speak for myself personally, that one of mine is to um, just celebrate that I stayed in moments of conflict or things that are triggering that I've just stayed in my body and I've stayed quiet before I spoke and I thought about what I wanted to say and that I treat other people like I want to be treated. And I'm not out there like flailing, being a jerk all the time, but certainly in the throes of the, the work that I do, things can get heated and things can mm-hmm. crop up and I want to be more intentional. Um, I also don't want to shoot my cortisol and my adrenaline so high every day, yeah. you know? <laughs> so yeah. there's that. And so anyway, I'm... Um, just trying to like, you know, in my mid forties, just let that water roll off my back, you know, like a good old Mm. duck, you know, Mm -hmm. just, yeah. So, yeah, so good. And I think that's such a key piece and kind of what's going on in the world too. We see a lot of people who aren't practicing that and have lost kind of how to practice that because of maybe witnessing other things in their environment. So you're really, like Nancy, I love what you're saying because it's like you're being the lighthouse. Oh, you're being the lighthouse right. for yourself and for other people around you. And mm. we need more lighthouses in the world yes. right now. We do. Like, I think we can all agree. Yeah. I think if we could all just stop taking things so personally and realize that everybody walking on this planet is dealing with their own mm-hmm. levels of of yeah. crap. And, um, and they're, they're uncomfortable sitting in their own shit too. And like, we just need to like have some compassion for each other. Um, yeah, it's a tough world out there. And I think someone recently was commenting on how, um, you know, before we had all these avenues of social media and devouring the news on, on, on a telephone that we care, like on a miniature computer that we carry around with us all the time. Um, we didn't get to see half of the stuff that's so intense going on in the world. And we would get these like nightly downloads at 6 p.m. like on the nightly news. Um, Right. And it was up to uh, ABC and CBS and NBC in America to tell you what was going on um, if you didn't read the newspaper. So I just want to just remind everybody, including myself, that like, we're not all going to be able to solve the world's problems, but we can solve or what, what's in front of us and what's inside of our heart. And so, yeah. And I think too, what you're saying there too, I think is really needs to be said is that that's stress. That is stress. That's the chronic low level stress that causes inflammation in our body. Mm. So much inflammation in our body that leads to chronic disease. And there are ways of, 
limiting that stress. And one of them you gave a great example is the news, like take it when you need it. And your phones is being able to distance yourself from the negativity. The people that stir this stuff up for you is realizing that's a boundary there. Being able to turn the TV off when you know, you know what, this isn't being helpful for my cortisol and my stress level. What are the things that I get to do instead? So I think that's that's great. Yes. I um, actually don't own a TV and people come over and they're like, they're like, where's your TV? And I was like, oh, we don't have one. And they're like, well, like people are perplexed. And I was like, it's okay to do something different and say no. And um, uh, thank you so much for sharing everything you've shared with our listeners and with Mm us. And just remind us. to have a conversation with you. I loved it. Yes. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Um, and Sherry, how can we, how can our listeners find you? Yeah. So the best way is probably my website is sherrybeery.com. And that's one way I'm on Facebook under Alive with Purpose, Health and Life Coaching, same with Instagram there. I'm on LinkedIn. So those are a couple of different avenues. And um, yeah, so I'm yeah. just so happy to have a conversation with you today. It's such an important topic. Yeah, we're going to have to have you on later in the year because you have a book coming out. We want to yeah. talk more about that and you're you're building a platform and helping people kind of to frame this conversation even deeper with some really you know, fundamental tools. Um, so yeah. I can't, can't wait to hear more about that, Sherry. That's so Yeah, like, thank you. That's great. all in the process right now. So I look Good. forward to releasing that in 2024. Thank you. Yes, awesome. Well, in speaking of books, we have our Peeling the Onion book club, and we need to 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 initiate you into the club. We need your book recommendation. Yeah. Um, so, what do you have to share today? I have one that I absolutely it it came up during the my whole journey of, and it's called uh, the Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, and it's, it's burnout. Yeah, <laughs> um, And it's by the Nagowski sisters. I heard them with Brene Brown on a podcast and mm. I was like, I was raising my hand the whole podcast. <laughs> like, this is me. This is me. Um, I love what they talk about is completing your stress cycles. And it was something that I realized when we talked about, you know, that topping off the tank or just keeping adding to it, that I wasn't releasing what I needed to release. That exhale that I had Mm. at the uh, retirement ceremony, I was like, Ooh, that's 20 years of not ever taking a minute for myself to release. So this is a great book. It's a great read with a lot of tools into changing your perspective of how do you get to take care of yourself when it comes to stress. So super helpful. Love it. That's awesome. I That's amazing. I have actually a little nod also to Brene Brown that I want to recommend her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, um, which there's a, it's been out now t- almost 12 years. It just did a 10th anniversary uh, run with a new forward that, that Brene wrote. So you can find that, um, you know, on audio, but as, as well as a, a paperback, but what Brene is talking about is just sort of understanding that a lot of, and it, we have talked a lot, a lot about it in this conversation, but that, you know, to f- d- dive deeper into finding who we are authentically to really acknowledge the things that we, you know, are, are just gaps for us that like the, the part of our conversation today that I think re- really resonate in Brene's book are just not yet um, putting on that oxygen mask, to taking the self-reflection before we have the conversation about our frustrations and our challenges with 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 what's going on. Taking some moment of self-reflection to understand what our own co- contributions are, not with shame, but just with acknowledgement of, hey, this is what I'm I've been dealt, or this is what I've been accustomed to, and I'm ready to make those shifts and accepting them, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of to get a little more comfortable sitting in our shit. So she's <laughs> <of all people. laughs> I think Brene is really good about uh coaching us. Um and if you don't know her work, um you do you have a lot to learn and she's amazing. 
So yeah, I feel like yeah. we're like the Brene Brown Player Club over here. <laughs> Absolutely, you're not alone, right? <laughs> you're not alone. I love no, she's Uh-oh. she's awesome. Mm-hmm. So my book recommendation is actually, I was thinking like there's a, work, a workbook called the Self Love Workbook, and it just kind of helps with working through the feels and self-worth and having compassion for yourself. And again, I think being realistic with ourselves with where we're at and what we should own and what we don't need to own. And so um, that is my book rec. Um, So our listeners can check out all of our book recommendations from Nancy, myself, and our guests at peelingtheonionpodcast.com. Also, please follow us on Instagram at Peeling the Onion Podcast. And you can also find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And please leave us a review. And we love listeners like you. <laughs> yeah, share share an episode that you love with somebody that you love and let's let's keep supporting each other and sitting in our own shit and peeling back the onion. So guys, we hope you guys have, have enjoyed this one. Sherry, thank you again for joining us and keep peeling the onion. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Healing the Onion Podcast. If we've inspired you to take the next step in your healing journey, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can also find us on Instagram and online at peelingtheonionpodcast.com. Music by Greg DeJazu and podcast production by Nova Media. Until next time, keep peeling the onion. Peeling the onion.